Dawn, a lot of people who listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast still struggle with their own journey. That's true, Dan. Sometimes they're challenged because they have desires that society has taught us are unconventional. Or find themselves drawn to kink, polyamory, or other non-mainstream relationships. Or think they can't be kinky just because they're not into pain or spanking. Or just want to explore a specific kink or fetish, but don't know where to find reliable information. Or struggle with communicating their desires to their partner. That's why we want to introduce you to our friend Peter of MTH Relationship Coaching. During your virtual session, Peter will provide a safe and non-judgmental space in which you can grow into the person you've always wanted to be. Through research-based conversational techniques, he will help you to clarify your needs and desires so that you can articulate what you truly want and develop an action plan to achieve it. Once you've established your goals, Peter will draw on his extensive knowledge of kink, polyamory, relationships, and communication strategies to give you the tools you need to find success. Start today by heading over to MKS Things. H-A-P-P-I-N dot net. That's M-K-S-T-H-I-N-G-S-H-A-P-P-I-N dot net. This week on Erotic Awakening, life-affirming MS, collar and food play. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Wicked Podcast is grateful to the support of our Patreon community who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters, including our newest one, Mike M. Yay, Mike! <laughs> Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Are you enjoying your cup of tea there? I am enjoying my cup of tea. So uh, we have a um, podcast couple i guess patreon couples something like that <laughs> uh yes and they are, they are now friends of ours <laughs> yes they are actually uh, a mike and a tammy and uh, they gave us permission to use their names they did so we are currently drinking a uh, raspberry from paris rubis mm. so nice and fancy name got to you're going to hear me sipping on mine because it's super hot. <laughs> One of the nice things about doing this podcast on the road as we are, or living in the RV is another way to say it, is we get to hang out with people like Mike and Tammy while we were in South Carolina. Now we are in North Carolina, then we will be in Virginia, then New York, then Pennsylvania, then Ohio. And then Tennessee, and then Ohio, <laughs> and then and we're not sure. Yes. So we think we're going to Wisconsin and... Minnesota. So we've been invited to... Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a Maryland in there, too. There's a Maryland in there, too. Oh, that's right. There mm -hmm. is. So, But um, once we get done with Ohio this summer, I think we're going the northern states and towards the west. And Johnny Jack Hammer and the Good Witch of the North have invited us out towards their place. And I know another sir that wasn't at KK this time around, but uh, he's up there and he's mm -hmm. invited us to his property so that we can just run around naked and... Uh, you're not aware of that one, are you? I wasn't aware of that one, but that's good. <laughs> it's on a spreadsheet. He invited okay. us out a couple of months ago when it was still snowing. So, And then when we get out towards Arizona, we can visit with Miss Unique and get out to California and visit with Keith and Peachy, Peachy and, yep. and Sim. But, but beyond the way, if you're a podcast <laughs> listener living in anywhere at all in the United States or Canada, feel free to reach out. We're probably going to be in your neighborhood. We'd love to hang out with you. Indeed. So, Dawn, today on the podcast, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is... Dawn. Yes. Do you believe that our 
MS, our power exchange relationship, is a life-affirming relationship. Oh, absolutely. What aspects oh, of that daily life? Oh, now you're going to ask me for life? specifics. <laughs> so, life-affirming. All right. So, What does that mean to you? Uh, well, I don't know what it means to me, but I know what it means to Google. Google suggests that... A life-affirming suggest, uh, indicates that life has value, positive and optimistic. Quote, Even though the heroine died at the end, her struggle for a better world gives the movie a life-affirming message. Hmm. Oh. Read that again? Even though the heroine dies at the end, her mm -hmm. struggle for a better world. Her struggle for a better world. Gives the movie Absolutely. a life-affirming message. So yeah, do you believe so that we have, uh, that our power exchange relationship is a life-affirming relationship? I really, really do. And um, so your example says, you know, struggle for a better world. And I can absolutely talk about how we work at trying to make a better world, right? Mm -hmm. But before we did that, we struggled at making ourselves better people. Mm -hmm. So that we could help make a better world, right? And for me, the power exchange relationship that we have, I would not have been able to do my healing journey that I needed. And then I still continue to do. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, it was, it was, oh, it was horrendous. The beginning of it was so horrendous and hard. And our power exchange kind of kept me sane, you know, it, 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 and, and I hate to use that word, you know, sanity no, it, or whatever, it's a but great word. In, in my world, holy cow, that kept me sane. It gave me a foundation. I had rituals and protocols and structure. And, you know, and, and even though I, I, I kind of uh, made it a hard struggle for you and for both of us, you really held in there and, and helped me create that foundation that I needed to be a... Oh, I was going to say a better person, but I hate using language like that. Well, I, I don't hate using it. And I don't want to get stuck on this idea that it's a life-affirming means that we've made the world a better place. I mean, that's, we'll get there but, because I think that is part okay. of it. But also, I want to make sure that we also focus on making, does, is it life-affirming even, you know, even though we don't do anything else, if we did nothing else outside in the world, mm -hmm. you know, for, for ourselves, is it making things better? Now, I, I truly believe, yes. From making the world, and just because of what you were just saying, making the world a better place. I do mm -hmm. for us. And I don't think it's immodest. Well, it might be immodest, but I don't think it's arrogant it, be, to say, I mean, hell, we just put out, and, and mainly you just put out uh, a free ebook on how to handle being a trauma, a, survivor. A trauma survivor and how to thrive. In your life, with with the context of power exchange, mm -hmm. I think if three other people read that and it makes their life a little bit better, then yes, we've made the world better. And I think actually more than three people will read that. But bringing it back home, right, I would look at my own journey pre-power exchange. And, and not to say that I didn't get some of my shit together before the power exchange, right? You did, and you've got an anniversary of that coming up next week. Uh, I used to, in my younger days, I was quite the drug addict um, and had two failed marriages. And you tell people that you didn't really take responsibility for anybody, including yourself. Right. Yeah, and that, that would be, that's that point where our power exchange started to change that for me, where... I started to take responsibility for someone else. And for me, 
right? That means I have to start keeping myself straightened out too, right? Like I can't, like, you know, one of our things is I'm not going to tell you to do something I'm not willing to do. Right. I'm not going to tell you to go, go exercise unless I'm willing to exercise. Now there's some exceptions to that, that we can get into minutia, but generally I had to become self responsible and self-disciplined enough to be able to be confident, to be a leader, a good leader. And I know we just wrote a shit ton about this, so this is why it's in, on the tip of my tongue. A good leader has to be somewhat self-confident. They have to have some, develop their own tools to create their own confidence to lead confidently. And certainly that is part of the life-affirming power exchange message of our, of our relationship. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've used our power exchange as a tool for self-growth, right? Individually and as a couple and mm -hmm. as a team, right? And one of the things that really helped me with our power, through our power exchange, was this whole thing about trust, right? When I came into this, my past baggage, my past relationship experience, my past whatever, I did not trust people. So I didn't trust anyone. Now, I still have moments of that. That is still my default, right? So, mm -hmm. and it's just the way it is. Um, but by having one person to trust, and that was you, I mean, you've never given me a reason to distrust you. And I think that is all wrapped in with because you're my master and you know trust is important to me and you need to be trusted. And, you know, therefore you're not going to do things to pull me out of trusting you because you need that trust from your follower. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's all kind of, of convoluted and wrapped up together. So, you know, I need to trust someone. You need to be trusted. Therefore, we do the things to be trusted Right. And and it's all wrapped up in the power exchange and that experience of being able to trust someone so completely just kind of flipped my world on end at that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how I interact with the world is a bit different because of my relationship with you, because of the power exchange relationship with you. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, not just because with what you're saying towards mm -hmm. you, but for myself as well. This idea of um, not only is, you know, we look at the positives, but the part of the life-affirming power of power exchange, of our power exchange relationship to me, is that we always have a foundational path. Um, yesterday, and this wasn't like a big deal, but yesterday we had... Uh, move the RV mm -hmm. and we started the RV move in a challenging situation for you. And we end in along the way, it was a challenging situation the, along the way. Challenging situation was just because there's so much damn construction. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, we had a foundation of how to handle those, right? right? We took the appropriate steps for our relationship. Instead of it being cantankerous or problematic for us, we simply took the steps that says, this is the way our relationship works. Go do this. I'll do this. Get out of my way for this part. I'll mm -hmm. laugh at you for this part. <laughs> um, and boom. It's it's just that we 
and I, I, I really hesitate saying this because you know why I hesitate saying this. It feels like anything that comes up will be able to, right, to knock handle on wood. it. Yeah, ding, exactly. Ding, knock on wood. Is there any wood in this RV? Oh, I doubt Here we it's go. made out of wood. All right. This is pretend wood. So okay. We'll, okay. But it because of the, the foundation is strong, it feels like we will be able to handle, and it doesn't say handle pleasantly, but to get through whatever we need to get through to the best of our ability. Yeah, it doesn't need to be pleasant, right? It just needs to have a structure, I guess. And actually, I was sitting here going, what did I do yesterday morning? Why did I have a rough start to yesterday morning? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm like, oh, yeah. So, you know, not only did I, I... not get enough sleep, which happens some nights, and and I'm reading up on that, and I've got a couple of different clues. But anyway, um, so not only did I not have enough sleep, which means I didn't wake up early enough so that I could have my coffee before we needed to get started. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to drink my coffee while getting started, which means I didn't follow my list, which means I was a little out of of wonk, you know, just, just a little wonky because I hadn't been following the list like I usually do. And I'm always afraid of missing something. But yeah, the hill. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, hill? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I sit. I don't know why you like roller coasters because you sure don't like being in the truck while I'm going up and down these hills with not being able to see the turns. So that is so true. I do like roller coasters, but I'm strapped in. There's a track and and as long as everything goes okay, it's very rare that someone falls off the track, right? I'm sure it's very rare a truck falls off the side of a mountain as well. But, oh my God, that just freaks me out. And when we were going to pull out of our space, we were going to have to go up and around a very steep hill that Dan was not going to be able to see over the the hood of the Mm -hmm. truck when he did this. And I'm like, you know, can I just take the dog and meet you up at the the beginning? Ginger gets anxious in the truck as well. So two anxious people are going to go walk up to the beginning. You go do your thing and we'll meet you at the beginning. I will say, just a quick side note, Ginger has been sleeping all day because we drugged her for the drive. <laughs> the problem is she wouldn't take any of the drugs before the drive, so it no. was like halfway through when I finally got her to take them. <laughs> but it does give us some ideas what we can do for your anxiety on the drive. Anyway. Exactly. But you were able to say, I mean, if I had mentioned that and you had really wanted me to be in the truck for whatever reason, you would have said, no, right. I need you in the back of the truck. Boom. That would have been the end of the story. Right? So... We just have this foundation of how to deal with things. So the, the other part of it, I think, is that it leads to an authentic life. This is the authentic human being that I am. And I get to be that authentic being. And I think that there's a lot of authenticity and life affirming. I think those kind of have to go hand in hand. I think so, too. And and one of the, the other things that I'm thinking of is that we just don't spend a lot of time with the power struggle. Right. I I don't need to win. Mm -hmm. I need to offer information because I feel like that's a service. You don't always feel like that's a service. (laughs) So therefore, we have a shorthand word that you can use when I'm offering too much information and you want to do it your way. You just use the shorthand word and I'm done. Mm -hmm. Right. We have communication that we've built into this relationship that maybe it happens with non power exchange relationships, but I'm not aware of any, 
right? So that where you talk about communication methods at the beginning, like when you're designing the relationship. So, and, you know, different things that, that have come up over time. And so I don't spend a lot of time with power struggle. If you told me to drive three hours tomorrow to pick up something, a delivery that is going to happen three hours from here, mm-hmm. I'm not power struggling. Right. And you know I'm not power struggling if I decide to offer information. If I say, well, I'm supposed to do this thing tomorrow. I'm not saying no, I'm giving you information, and then you get to decide if I really am going to go drive three hours and pick up this thing, right? right? So it's not, it just lets me be me, like mm-hmm. you said, it just lets me be me, and I, I really appreciate all the work you've put into <laughs> this relationship. And if you get deeper philosophical, bubbly, mm-hmm. right, what is what else, what it could be more life affirming than the right to truly be yourself. Right. I love it. And then right. we get to share that with other people, so and that's just us. Yes. And you know, now we go back to we're very fortunate that we do get that opportunity to um uh, you know, the, and I, I hope that we don't have to die for what? it, but the heroine dies at the end, Oh, making the world a better place. No, I mean, that's in game for everybody, right? But um, I, I got some things I want to do, knock on wood. But we've been very, very fortunate that our previous Power Exchange book, we have people coming up to us and saying, gee, thanks. Mm-hmm. This is this is, was great stuff. And I, the test reads we've done on the new Power Exchange book so far have been saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So very much looking forward to that. Should I do a pitch for the new book while I'm got that? Far Might out? as well, yeah. Segue into that. So Just head over to heartsandcollars.com and you'll see that we are currently pre-funding the release of the book. Going to be out any daytime. I don't want to do more of a uh, pitch on it right now. We can talk about it later if you're interested. Okay, cool, go but, take a look. But I do want to mention it's a very short funding campaign it's not like 90 days or something like we've done before this one's very short yes because the book's already at the editor right we're just looking for that final hump yeah hump maybe yeah, that's what we did i last like night. hump i was gonna say that's what we did last night <laughs> we welcomed ourselves into north Don't, carolina if i can't re- yeah are we gonna fuck in every state is that our thing i'm good with that okay. and you know what our trip picks up speed now <laughs> very true Don. if I can't remember the name of that website I just mentioned mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to look at the show notes then I'm just shit out of luck right no not really so because actually I'm getting ready to put out a newsletter either tonight or tomorrow so yes is this where you're going to say keep up with all our events no because I'm news, staring at you <laughs> And more like via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. <laughs> so, and you will also get your EA shout out, like Mickey from Ohio. Duncan from Georgia. Binding from the Netherlands. Marion from Kentucky. So, Bandit Queen from Illinois. Debbie from Ontario. And Martin from, it says AB, but for some reason I'm thinking that's Canada. Yes, that is Canada. it stands for something in Canada. Alberta, perhaps? Albuquerque? Maybe. Not Albuquerque. That's not in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing if you're paying attention. Martin, if you're listening to this, tell us where you're from. AB, I think that is. It's, I think it is Canada. And, and I'm picturing a Providence, I think is what they call it. But I'm not exactly sure. 
So anyway, and then uh, Marion is from Connecticut. I think we already said it is Alberta, by the way, according to Wiki. Okay, cool. Well, you got to trust Wiki, right? Uh, it's on no. the internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Head over to com and subscribe today and get your EA shout outs. And we'll actually get it right where you're from, probably. Indeed. So I'm also going to have on there some information about the event, the weekend intensive that we are headed north for. The whole reason we're headed north right now and following the frost line. So mm-hmm. we're in perpetual spring, <laughs> which is awesome, um, is because we're going to lock in Troy, New York, and we're teaching like six classes, It is six a, or seven classes. It is a three-day event mm-hmm. of all you and me. All us. And play parties. And play parties. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so fuck Dana. It's no, not I got all, a play party. It's not all work. We get to play, too. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Awesome. Um, so, Dawn, I see that you were having a conversation about somebody, about clothes, why do I, am I having a fashion conversation on the podcast? <laughs> so, well, I actually thought this was important, and I feel like I also brought this conversation up. We were talking about it on one of our authority transfer calls or one of my owl calls or something like that. But anyway, so I was on an Ohio Facebook group, mm-hmm. and someone brought up this conversation, and I had something to say to it. So I thought I would share that. So, the person on the Facebook group says, I was putting together a new outfit. I felt compelled to buy myself a choker slash collar. In my relationship anarchy lifestyle, I am my numero uno. I date me first. That being said, is it appropriate to show up wearing this as an accessory with the symbolism of my own sovereignty within the community? I don't want to disrespect anything or anyone due to my ignorance. And I ended up thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? A long time ago, I remember going to a swing club. Mm -hmm. I remember having my collar on and my leather vest. So I forget what group was meeting there. It had to have been one of the kinky groups or leather groups that was meeting at the swing club. But it was downstairs, right? And one of the um, dames came up to me and said, you know what, I'm going to have my guy in a collar, but it's only for the night, but it really turns him on. And I wanted you to know because I didn't want to disrespect you. Disrespect me and my collar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, don't worry about it. I would not even have noticed. You know, you do you. And that's what I ended up telling this girl on this Facebook thing. It's like, you do you. I'm a collared slave. I actually started it out with, I am a collared slave of 21 years, dot, dot, dot. And the way I feel about this is, dot, 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 you do you. Mm -hmm. And I think they would probably be expecting me to say something totally different, right? So, you know, it's like you do you. With so much going on in the world right now, I'm not worried about if someone should be wearing a collar or not. And there are no shoulds. You do you. And then what I told her was, what I'm hoping is, is that I would come up to you politely and politely ask if you are owned. And if I did, you would politely respond, I own myself, which would start a deep conversation, which would draw me in. So that's what I'm hoping. If you, you know, if, if someone's wearing a collar, don't assume they're owned. Maybe ask them if you want to start a conversation. But... Otherwise, that's them. If they want to use it as a fashion accessory or to say they own themselves, you know, there are things going on in the world right now that that is so minor Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
that it shouldn't be a big deal. I hope no one makes it a big deal for them. I hope you are correct. And I totally agree with you. Um, and, and it kind of reminds me of the, am I allowed to wear leather when I haven't earned it? You know, you fucking you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, it depends what's important to you, right? Yeah. So, cool. Okay. Um, I have mellowed out in my old age. I see that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the other shoe. <laughs> no. Don, we have a couple fetishes to talk about, uh, and we should talk about those. But first, you know, sometimes we talk about becoming the kinky poly people we are, just like we walked into this play space door and bam, it happened. But in truth, it's um, isn't always easy to give yourself permission to explore a specific kink or fetish. Or to communicate your desires with a partner. This is why we're telling you about MTH Relationship Coaching. During your virtual session, our friend Peter will provide a safe and non-judgment space in which you can grow into the person you've always wanted to be. Give it a try and find the link Makes Things Happen in the show notes for this show. Boom. Always nice when it is actually somebody that we actually know who is an actual friend Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, trying to give back to the community and that we can help them do that. Absolutely. So, and you know, I've always got people asking me where they can find somebody to talk to, and this is a perfect opportunity. So, let's get into those fetishes. Only two fetishes, because it's only two of us. Don't, don't, <laughs> oh, look. don't look. Don't look. I'm not looking. <laughs> One or two. A <laughs> uh, two. Don, how do you feel about the old podophilia? Also, a foot fetish. <laughs> Podiatrist, podophilia. Foot fetish. Um, no. Not my thing. Um, every once in a while, I'll get someone um, uh, fet text me. Is that a thing? Fet mail me mm-hmm. and um, ask if I want my feet worshipped or something like that. And and it's not that I think feet are grody. I mean, we've got some friends that would never touch other people's feet and don't even like to touch their own feet. Mm-hmm. I'm not on that level. I mean, I've done a foot washing as service during one of our um, high protocol dinners before. So, you know, that's not a big deal, but not a fetish and not particularly interested in having anybody play with mine. <coughs> Bless you. you. <laughs> um <clears throat> you know what? I, I've been like you. I've been with people that dig their feet being touched and, and, licked and i've done my share of toe sucking um i don't know that but that's not me being a foot fetishist that is me (laughs) because somebody else has a fetish feeding into that fetish right and you like to do that you like to help people you know live out their their fantasies or their fetishes and stuff like that as long as it doesn't gross you out right but (laughs) like would you lick muddy feet no that's not but not I your thing. I wouldn't eat a muddy uh, pussy either, and I love right. eating pussy. Right. So sweaty okay. might. No, we're not here to talk about <laughs> mud fetishes. So when it comes to the foot fetishes, there's but then there's Queenie's piggies. What? Yes, that's so. This is, and I'm showing Don my Reddit. This is one of the few people on Reddit. Now I follow lots of groups. I don't follow individuals. Mm-hmm. And I shared this on favorite porn. Some time ago. Um, is she like sitting in the middle of Walmart? Sucking on her toes, yes. Uh, that is that is not sucking on toes. That is a totally different view right there. Yes, let's <laughs> that see. That had nothing to do with toes. That was all butt. Um, or rear view, I should say. <laughs> so her stuff, 
in- includes her pictures. Yes, yeah. her pictures includes her feet, and sometimes she's like humping her heel or sucking on her own toes while she's. There you go. Huh. Wow. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got lost for a listeners. second. So that uh, is interesting. This is she's sitting in the in her car, oh, masturbating, yeah. squirting, holding, and licking her foot on occasion. But her pants aren't totally off. That is so neat how she's done that. So she's only pulled her pants down to like her thighs, mm-hmm. and then flipped her legs back so that she can suck her toes. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, now she's got the same. I'm still not going to be sucking my toes in a car, though. Uh, uh, probably not. But I'm not going to be sucking my toes at all. For one, I can't. <laughs> Can you see me try to yeah. reach my foot up? I am Good not point. limber <laughs> at all anymore. I used to be. I am not now. So, wow, that's pushing it. For yeah, that so, to be about feet. That is not about feet. Uh, her, her foot is in, it. in the picture. <laughs> All right, so I'll feet. put a link to her in the uh, show notes. Uh, so do I have a foot fetish? No. Do I dig this particular foot model? Yeah. Yes. I, will actually, I could see why. I wouldn't mind having her on the show, although I don't know. Well, fuck it. Why not? Why not? Uh, so, Don, how do you feel? So there's the foot fetish. How do you feel about food play? Food play? Yeah, not incorporating so much. food into sex, um, and that's um, using somebody else as a table. What using someone else as a table? Okay, now I have done. So I'm trying to think of two different people and two different things. So the first one was food play. We do know someone that used to listen to the podcast. I think we've even interviewed them on the podcast. I don't remember if it was about food play or not, though. But Chocolata. Mm-hmm. Remember Chocolata? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I still follow their fet life and stuff. And um, they are totally into food along with a couple of other things. And I just never got that. So like pudding and pie and spaghetti. And I don't want anything with sugar in it near my nether regions because of, uh, yeah. And, um, but yeah, food never really turned me on. With that being said, I went to a Kinko de Mayo up in Cleveland, and they had someone that had food laid out on their naked body on a table. Mm-hmm. So I got to suck strawberries off their nipples. <laughs> <laughs> they were at a PXS later. And I was like, how do I know you? She's like, well, you've sucked my nipples. I'm like, I haven't played with anybody. She's like, strawberries. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I I do remember that. So that was hot. So I will put in the show notes, episode 119, which is where we did something about food play. Um, Can you tell if that's chocolata or not? It, no, I, uh, yes, it is. You are correct. Oh, yay. I remember a name. It happens every now and then. This was a, a <laughs> podcast that we did 11 years ago. Wow. Hard to believe we're 13 years old. The so. podcast, not us. <laughs> the podcast. So what, do you, so what do you think about food play? So. Oh, I remember a scene of yours. wonder if you're going to remember that, but go ahead. I have the whole food on boobs that people send me, and oh, I think absolutely. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I like to play, and I'm not going to say it's a fetish, but I like to play with the idea of eating a person. 
right? Mm-hmm. And the way I simulate that is by putting food on the person well, and eating the food. Someone turned you on to that, though, as an idea for a scene, yes. though, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like something that you're like, ooh, I want to think about this thing and mimic right, this thing. Right. Someone turned you on to it, and then it became hot. Right. And it's not like I've got a cannibalism fetish. It's no, more no. of a... But it's just a powerful biting somebody to a, another degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that scene where you ate that banana off of her back. Yeah, it's hot as fuck. We've got we've talked about that scene before too, and I don't remember how many years ago that was. I might do that the next KK six eight. Well, that happened at KK, right? No, that happened at. Oh, you know what? I made I one of them. It... Yes, one of those happened at KK, but it also happened at the Polyamory Retreat. The oh, one where that one I don't know about, do I? Mm, I don't know if you know about it or not. Yeah, because we talked. It's been on the show notes because of I didn't mention it to Karen. Oh, I thought that was the original one. No, no, that's a whole different story. Oh, goodness. Okay, so now here we are reminiscing and no, trying to remember have... each other's memory. And <laughs> we have to reach out to Peter. Well, we came up with this potential bomb. We have to talk about. So we need a third party. No, so food play not a fetish, but something you like to play around with, right? Cool. And you know what? If I saw another nipple with a strawberry on it, I would have to eat that and suck that too. Yeah. And, and again, just to go back to what is a fetish versus mm-hmm. a something that we enjoy that's kinky. We, we were using the, when I masturbate, is it something I roll through in my head? Yeah. That's and that's not, that's not feet or food for me. Right. No, no, me neither. Although I, well. <laughs> Earlier. Oh, fuck me. I just Uh-oh. remembered a dream I had last night. What? Just last night? Uh-huh. It involved um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Shaggy and Filma. <laughs> You're making that up. No, I'm not. <laughs> Damn. Well, okay. Weren't we just talking recently about um, things that we liked? And I said I liked cartoon sex. <laughs> we, we did. We were listening to a podcast yesterday. And someone was talking about the porn that they like. And everything they were mentioning. I'm looking at you going, yeah, I, I looked that up on Pornhub. <laughs> Cartoons was one of those. And now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaggy now, and Velma. I will say, is it, But wait a minute. Which one's the, the nerdy girl? Is that... That is Velma, right? Veronica is the... Is there a Veronica? I don't know if there's a Veronica. Anyway, it was the nerdy girl <laughs> and the stone dude. <laughs> Fine. And although I will, I will point out that we turned off that podcast because it was not it was, that interesting once we got in there. Lately, yeah. I've been listening to the Hollywood Outsiders, which is not a kinky podcast as you Mm-mm. might guess but a very good podcast the hollywood outsiders is that would... the one we were listening to about um deaths of stars that stars not stars uh characters, characters right that have been died off and then the series brought them back or something like yeah, that yeah and oh, whether that's a really good podcast well. yeah uh like in, in supernatural they're they kill them off left and right but it's part of the world concept and that's fine mm-hmm. because um, it's supernatural right exactly <laughs> but when you do it for and they were talking about some show called prison break which i've never seen you can always tell a good podcast because i haven't seen 90 percent of the shit that they talked about nor do i care about it but you but listen I was enjoying to the podcast. oh yeah they had a good banter back and forth that was cool that is the uh matter of fact i suppose i will find a link let's add that as well awesome I so hope that the outsiders podcast doesn't mind being linked from a uh, kinky podcast um I have a way of contacting 
someone on there if that's the one that you were thinking of. It is, uh, and it's not called The Outsiders. Uh, there's way lots of Outsiders podcasts. This is the movie Outsiders, the Hollywood Outsiders. That's it, the Hollywood Outsiders. Awesome. I almost gave props to some podcast i've never listened to you know what <laughs> there's a lot of gosh darn podcasts out here really and i i've got my the one you know what i'm making a three hour drive tomorrow so that story i said at the beginning of the podcast is true i'm making a three hour drive tomorrow mm -hmm. and um i need to remember i have podcast because i forget to listen to them and i forget I, I don't think to look for more that are good ones but you just had a whole list up there that looked like they'd be interesting mm-hmm Cool. So let's move on to tentacles. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> so let me see if I can figure out how to say this name. Placer Despendus. Yes. Placer Despendus wrote us from York. Awesome. And they were saying York, like York. UK or yes. York, no, New York, York, UK. York, UK. <laughs> um, Marks and Spencer's, it must be a store here in the UK mug. And it is a blue octopus mug that I would actually buy that mug if, if I came across it. That's cute. And they actually pointed out that you could buy that mug in, as you mentioned, in Marks and Spencer's. So all you have to do now is talk me into going to the UK to buy you a octopus mug. And then did you see? The tickling an octopus? I did. I commented on it, too. Oh, so, okay. Yes, there it is. Um, on Discord, Dan posted a picture of someone tickling an octopus. That is so cute. So I could do that. And oh, my gosh. My I don't know if is, I could touch that. Really? Oh, I think it's cute. And then it sucks in her fingers. Watch right there. It'll, it'll suck in. <laughs> See? It sucks in, and she's got to pop them back out. So... But uh, oh, that's really cool. My trick would have to be is that... Um, I would like to touch it as an intelligent animal, not as a fetish. Right. You know? So, but when I was done, I'd probably go home and fantasize <laughs> about it. So, but during the touching, I want to just touch it as a as a beautiful, intelligent animal. And that looks like so much fun. So, so you're saying that, like, that makes it okay. What? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to support jump in on you. the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn on Twitter and FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs>